Have you ever heard the expression, a change of heart? I think so. Uh, is that like when the Grinch felt feelings and his heart grew two sizes? No, not at all. That's scientifically dangerous. Okay, I will fill you and the viewers in in our next episode of the Bible Story Podcast. You mean listeners? Yeah. What up, what up? Welcome to the Bible Story Podcast. My name is John Rabert. My co-host is Brayden Pohowicz. Oh, Brayden Pohowicz is here? Where? Oh. I heard that guy is really cool oh, and really goodness. funny. I would love to meet him. Uh, all right. The cool and funny Brayden left a long time ago. Now we just have you here, Brayden. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll admit that was I, a zinger. Uh, that, yeah. Out. I am the real brain poet. So I've been here all along. Tricked. I even tricked John into saying that I'm cool and funny. <laughs> uh, uh, mm, yes. Uh, I was totally fooled. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, John. We are one thing I am not fooling about is we are in December. This episode is airing in December. It's our first episode within the month of December and our last story in the book of Acts. Kind of feels like it's getting on into Christmas season. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Even we're though gonna it's be... October for us. <laughs> it's October. For... for those of you who don't know, we're recording these very much in advance. Um, John's going on holidays. No, not holidays. <laughs> Come on. Be truthful. John's going on a sabbatical. Yes. So we're recording like a pile of these ahead of time. Yeah. So sabbatical is when you feel really radical. So <laughs> radical. I hope to feel radical after my sabbatical. <laughs> yeah. All right. Before we lose our uh, whole audience. Yeah. So this is, our, I'll restate. This is our last episode in the book of Acts. And then we're going to be jumping into the Christmas narrative next week, which is really cool. Also. Yeah. And it's going to be great. Yeah. I think we can speak. I can speak for both of us. I think when I say that we really enjoyed going through through the book of Acts and being able to answer some of the questions from our campers that had come up through the summer yeah. uh, at our camp. So it's yeah. I will allow you to speak for both of us only this one time because I totally agree with what you're saying. Well, great. I'll try <laughs> to think of something else that we totally agree with. One final note <laughs> okay. uh, to catch up for our listeners. Um, we, have, we have gone through the Acts, through Acts chapters 1 through 8, and we'll be finishing there. Chapter 8 is... Uh, is where we finish today and mm -hmm. we'll end our series there. So just so yeah. you have a heads up. And so Acts continues on. It, 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 it does. Uh, but the series on Acts ends here. Yes, <laughs> okay. correct. So the rest of Acts, it, it is awesome and we encourage you to keep reading, but you will notice a shift as you keep reading that the themes that we have been touching on, such as the early church and the disciples and really the growth uh, and movement of kind of the early Christians, that kind of ends in the first half. So that's why we decided to, to end it and break it there. Exactly. And spoiler alert, <gasps> in chapter nine, which we're not covering today, something really cool happens to Saul. So check it out. Read it. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Ooh. All right, John, give us some history on chapter eight and where we are today. All right. Well, first off, I want to mention that some Bible translations will mention disciples a lot in Acts, and sometimes it will distinguish between the 12 and then the larger group, and sometimes it doesn't distinguish between the two. So uh, all that to say, it, it says in this chapter, the disciples were scattered and spreading the news. It is more likely speaking of the larger group of followers of Christ who also went as disciples. Okay. So... It's a lot of people, not just the 12 disciples. 
Correct. A lot of disciples. Correct. So gotcha. like I said, sometimes it tells us that, and sometimes we have to assume, put a few things together, uh, which uh, the author is talking about. Right. Okay. So the, and like John said, the Bible will often differentiate, especially when both groups are present. It'll say the 12 disciples or the larger group of disciples. Yes, that's, that is correct. Up to this point in Acts, we have seen the church in its very initial stages growing ridiculously quickly. Yes, super fast. Yes. Uh, even though the disciples were being really persecuted or imprisoned or whipped, you know, for preaching and teaching the story of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, they continued to do what they knew to be the right thing, even in the midst of some very scary circumstances. Yeah, that's not the easiest thing to do, you know, to, to do what is right, even though you have been whipped or persecuted or seen people imprisoned. No, not, not easy at all. You know, in our last episode, we even see one of these men, Stephen, killed for what he was saying. Hmm. He was stoned to death, which isn't a reference to drugs at all, but a reference to being uh, have, having rocks thrown at you until yeah. you're, you're dead, yeah. which is so awful. There, there was like these heavy consequences yeah. to what the disciples here were doing. So this is where we pick up today, is right after Stephen's death. Now, mm-hmm. one other thing to keep in mind is that we have said this in many previous episodes, but news traveled slowly. It moved much more slowly. There's no phone calls or computers. So even Stephen's death, and even though it was like a very scary and horrible thing to happen, it would have taken some time for the other believers, the other disciples, the other, you know, Christ followers to hear of his death. Right. And, and news did travel slowly, but but the other believers, although they were scattered all over the place, still continued to preach the gospel of Jesus. And even though they may not have heard yet of Stephen's death specifically, they, they did know that speaking these things had major consequences and things were only going to get worse. Hmm. Okay, so jumping into Acts chapter 8, verse 4. Yeah, we're reading about Philip. Uh, one of the followers of Christ, a part of that group of disciples. Right. And in this like short bit of scripture, it's like a few verses. Mm -hmm. um, We read like this amazing account of healing and and more signs and wonders. Yeah. Philip heads to the town of Samaria and there he preaches and many people who were lame or paralyzed are healed. Joy filled that city. It was... Like it was, it was a happening place. Okay. So obviously, although all of these believers were scattered and, and scattered because they're terrified, like they're, they're af- afraid of dying. Yeah. Right. So they're so scattered in terms of like running for their lives, you know, and because of the consequences of preaching and teaching the story of, of Jesus, but they're not doing it quietly. No, they scatter, but they continue to preach and teach the story of Jesus. It's not like they're going underground. They are not doing it, no, in secret at all. No, not at all. Uh, They were boldly going into these towns, into the streets, and Mm -hmm. preaching. And and then with power of the Holy Spirit, people were getting healed. Right. Towns were erupting. And I don't know, like, a better word for it than erupting. Yeah. But they were erupting with joy. Like, it was so fun and so cool to see. It's pretty hard to make a whole town to be quiet when people are getting healed and and the good news is being preached. Like they were just really excited. Right. So then people that wanted to make these these people uh 
non-believers who wanted to punish the believers or the people teaching and preaching right. Jesus, they knew where these things were happening. Yeah. It's it, kind of it's kind of the point here, right? Like it wasn't happening underground. It was happening fast and loudly and boldly. There was more than just breadcrumbs to follow. They, they, <laughs> yeah. they, it was pretty obvious where right. the believers had been. Exactly. Okay. So then, so that portion of scripture happens and it's, I kind of love the story because the vibrancy of a city, you know, a, a whole city turned towards God. It's yeah. cool. And then it kind of shifts gears here in Acts chapter eight. And we read about a man named Simon. And this person, you know, we're going to focus on Simon in here for a little bit. So. Okay. He, Simon, was a magician. But not just... Okay, I got to make the distinction to make... uh, To say that he isn't like a magic, like pulling a rabbit out of a hat or or sawing somebody in in two. And you're like, ah, that's gross. But you kind of deep down, you know that that's not real. Right. It's like a... uh, We would... Like an illusion. Yeah. Like a magician he's illusion. He's not an illusionist. Right. He is, he's not just a magician as we would think, but he, there, it's more spiritual nature. Some would refer it to as witchcraft or sorcery. Uh, kind of dark stuff. And he dark was stuff. doing that and getting paid for it. Right. Which I think is really also important to note. Like he was, he was getting rich off this sorcery and, and witchcraft. Right. And, and so Simon, you know, being a, a magician and being paid for this, he would have had a really specific belief system and and way of life and probably would have traveled from town to town and and kind of well made money off of it. Yeah, right? And so these individuals, these magicians, these sorcerers were generally not found around churches or synagogues or or surrounded by people like the disciples. Right. That just it just wasn't the case. Right. Now Philip, you know the man we just spoke of, he who was in Sarnia? <laughs> Not Sarnia. Samaria. Dang it. Yeah. Narnia? S- <laughs> Sarnia is like a town in, in, in Ontario. Yeah. Not there. No. No. Samaria. Samaria. Gotcha. So, Philip was in Samaria. He was the one that preached and the whole city kind of came to life and people were healed. Um, and he is continuing to do so. So as he was preaching the word of the kingdom of heaven, you know, to a large group of people, Simon was one of those individuals listening. Now, he was in the crowd and it seems as though Philip and the the story of Jesus and the word of the kingdom of heaven is getting through to Simon, the magician. Yeah, it, it mentions Philip preaching and, and mentioning that he was baptizing people in the name of Jesus and makes a point of saying even Simon believed. Mm-hmm. You know, like Simon understood the truth and he believed that it was true as if it was I guess it, it makes a point of saying as if it was, I guess, a special thing that he now believed what he was hearing. Right. And I, and I think it is, you know, it's a, always a special thing whenever anyone believes in, yes. in Jesus. Yes, right? it is. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think it's saying Simon specifically because of his... Because of his in, past. Interaction with magic and, sorcery, and witchcraft yeah. and sorcery and spirit, you know, kind of that spiritual realm of things. Yeah. Yeah. And you said Simon would have been somewhat distant from the idea of Jesus. He yeah. was he was someone who performed magic or rituals for people. So like there's a distinct difference between his understanding of the world mm-hmm. and what J- Philip was preaching about Jesus. Right. And and that. So like this must have been absolutely mind-blowing. 
it's it's a for, 180 degree turn if if he's fully yeah. believing in what philip is preaching yeah 100 percent. okay so it, it continues on so get okay get this mm-hmm. some of the apostles got word of the story okay so remember news travels slowly but a whole city erupting like yeah. maybe that news traveled fast probably faster than than the most yeah. stories yeah. so Okay, so Samaria is alive, the, the city is erupting, and, and other apostles got were, got wind. Wind? Caught wind of the story? Is that how they yeah, say it? Yeah, caught wind, yeah. Yeah. So the apostles then send Peter and John to deliver the Holy Spirit to them. So it says in the Bible that Peter and John went to Samaria to deliver the Holy Spirit because they, they heard that people were believing and being baptized in the name of Jesus, but had yet to receive the Holy so, Spirit. So they delivered the Holy Spirit, like they boxed it up into like a... A package and said, "Hey, here's no. here's the Holy Spirit for you, and here's Holy Spirit for <laughs> not you." Not exactly, but not like t- fully incorrect. Like, okay, so Peter and John, being some of the disciples that the you know the the pillars of fire kind of like settled on, mm-hmm. um, that we spoke about in previous episodes. Hint, hint. If you have yep. not yet watched those, <laughs> listened, <clears throat> <laughs> listened. Um, We're struggling with this viewer listener concept today. Every aren't we? time, yeah. Okay, so Peter and John, I think they the Holy Spirit was clearly with them. You know, people were touching their shadows and being healed. And so right. um, they were very connected and in tune with God. And so I think as they went and they brought kind of that belief and that, um, well, power with them, that it was something that they could pray for other people, that they could bring that with them in that sense. And they could right. communicate to other people the connection between them as disciples mm. and the Holy Spirit and God and the belief in Jesus. That must have also just like been something pretty crazy for that whole town to continue in that, you know, yeah. joy and excitement about what God was doing there. Yeah. All right. So Peter and John were praying for people who had been baptized, asking for them to receive the Holy Spirit. Right. Seeing this, Simon too, he wanted to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And wanted Peter and John to lay hands on him and pray as they were doing with the others. Right. So Peter and John, the disciples who were bringing the Holy Spirit, were laying their hands on other people and praying for them to also receive the Holy Spirit. But let's let's remember yeah. Simon's background yeah. of ma- magician, sorcerer. His understanding witchcraft. of like spirituality. Yeah. He's doing all of that at, for money. He's getting paid to do all of that, yeah. right? So and, I think that's important for us to remember. Deceptively so, maybe? Maybe. maybe like Unknown. We don't, we don't know, but certainly uh, was in it for himself. Right. And a showy aspect to it. Pro- yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is then, so he asks, uh, let me get all the names right. Simon asks Peter and John to pray for him mm-hmm. to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And he, he goes so far as to offer them money to pray for him. Which is not unusual to what he would have had received exactly. you know, money for doing different spiritual things that were kind of the dark side of yeah. the spirituality, right? So it, would, it wasn't abnormal for him to progress to that point. Correct. All right. So that being said, uh, Simon was, although Simon was believing in what he was hearing from the disciples, I, I think his heart had yet to be changed right because he if he's offering money for it like he's just not getting it no like 
have you has that happened to you john where it's like your head kind of believes in something your your understanding from a from a mental point but it's like your heart's not fully in it yet or, or you haven't changed the way of yeah you're going about things like intellectually i i, I understand something but right. like it, it sometimes seems my heart is a little slower yeah so it, and i think that's part of the process it takes time to to change right yeah um okay so in offering in offering money we kind of see this unchanged portion of simon mm. right he although it says he's believing in what he's listening to the action that he's carrying out in offering the money to receive the holy spirit shows something different right right and so he asks you know peter and john to pray for him so that he may then also give the holy spirit to those who he lays hands on so it seems like it's a a power thing or a showy thing he yeah. he wants it so then he can pass it on but it's not he wants maybe even to make money on it. Yeah. But, but, it, this, but this isn't the point, right? Like, it isn't about power. It's not about control. It's not about making money. Right. And Peter points this out to him really, really quickly and, and pretty boldly. Yeah. We, we have learned in Acts that Peter is a bold man. <laughs> Very much so. Okay. I, I'll read that portion here. So this is Acts chapter 8, verses 19 to 24. And it says this. So this is Simon speaking initially. Okay. Give me also the ability so that everyone whom I lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, may your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have said may happen to me. Now we see that here that Peter is calling out the intention or, or the desire of Simon. The Holy Spirit is a gift freely given to us by God to, so that we can know God better. Mm -hmm. It's not a party trick. It's not a magic act. It's something not something that uh, you should... Uh, I can make money off of. It's not right. a demonstration of power. It's none of those things. Yeah. And Simon, you know, it does seem like very quickly and, and we see at the end there in verse 24 that he recognizes his wrong and he asks Peter and John to pray that he, you know, that what they've said wouldn't happen to him, that, that this, this wickedness, this bitterness, this kind of being captive of those, a captive of sin that, that, that no longer happens. Yeah. And he almost seems afraid. Yeah, like, it seems like a quick kind of fear response. Like, like, oh my goodness, what have I done? Like, I don't want that. I don't want this at all. Mm -hmm. I think Peter's making some bold claims here. Yeah. Uh, he is saying Simon's heart is not right. He is misguided. But Peter implies that Simon is, like, he's, he's poisoned by wickedness mm. and says that he should repent from those things. Like, that's bold. I don't yeah. know if I'd have the courage to say that so strongly. Yeah. And and it and yeah, I think Peter's kind of getting to the root of of things. Yeah. Like it's it's like great, you believe in those things, and now you're acting differently and you've had this interaction with sorcery and magic and and some dark spiritual stuff. And I think he's like calling kind of all of that out, that that wickedness, right? But we do here see Simon, I think, repent. I think in asking Peter and John to pray for him. 
that none of that happens. I think that's an admittance and a repentance of those acts. Yeah. No, this chapter does not conclude the story of Simon, the magician or sorcerer, but it does imply with his admittance of wrong and repentance that his his heart is is changed from its wickedness, or at least it's beginning down that path. Right. And we all know it's a process. Right. It doesn't... And and by that, it, meaning like it doesn't wrap it up in a nice bow and say like, you know, Simon the magician was yeah always perfect. <laughs> <laughs> His heart had changed. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, that's not how the chapter ends. It kind of just abruptly stops that story. And it, and it looks like it's maybe the beginning of a longer story of change. Exactly. Okay. And so and we know this. You know, for someone's heart to be changed. Well, John, I mean, in this story, it does. It seems surreal, almost like a made up thing. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I can see what you mean by that, especially when we read about the the quickness in which it happens or or his reply at least. Yeah. You know, here in this story it seems like in a matter of sentences between people that Simon's life is now different. Right. Like when was the last time you had this conversation with someone? I'm going to reenact something okay, here for you. Okay. Okay. John says to Brayden. Brayden uh, the sky is purple. And I say, John, you're wrong. And John says, okay, I'm different now. Like that's three <laughs> sentences. Yeah. Prob- Things don't happen that quickly. No. And no. and so it's just like, it's, I'm having a hard time with that. Yeah. I think, but when, we, I think when we think back to learning about the Holy Spirit at the beginning of Acts yeah. and the flames that surrounded the disciples and, and the healing through only the, like the touch of a shadow. Mm. It seems like God was really at work here. Right. The erupting of an entire city, like yeah. a joyous eruption yeah. of an entire city. Okay. And, and even though it is hard for us to understand, doesn't mean that it didn't happen. It doesn't mean that Simon wasn't changed significantly. Hmm. Okay. I, I agree. It's sometimes like just so hard to wrap around like the amazingness. It is amazing. That's not a worthy word, but the, like the, the, the bigness of what was going on. Bigness is not a, nut, a word either, but we'll we'll roll with it. The vastness Ooh. of the scenario, like it's yeah. it's like it's I, huge. It's huge. It's massive. And so it's hard for I, gargantuan. Ooh, I like that one. Mm. You know, and with us being humans, yeah, and and God being well, God, right? Uh, there are some things we will never ever <laughs> understand nor right. are we meant to like we're we are just humans hmm. right god's god we're not right okay i think uh, I, I like that and that's a that's a that's a nice we don't have to be god god is right. god we are humans mm-hmm. there's things we don't understand okay so what are we going to learn today i'm about ga- all i'm this? i'm settling on an idea okay okay don't rush me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You listen up, viewers. Yeah. Viewers? Wait. <laughs> you listen up, listeners? Uh, All right. Okay. The thing I'd like to highlight today is that God wants us to have a change of heart. Hmm. I like that. I, and, and even though Simon was said to be believing in what the apostles are saying, it doesn't right. seem like his heart had changed until later once he was confronted by Peter. Right. We see that. And, and Simon didn't even really know that his heart needed changing until that conversation. And I think a change of heart can be huge, like this 180 we see from Simon. Right. But it can also be 
consistent small changes that we mm. see in campers' lives, in staff's lives, in friends and family. We see those things that it's like sometimes it's a massive change and sometimes it's like, hey, five years ago, you didn't believe in this stuff and and now you're having good conversation about it. Yeah. And I think I think that is why we're surrounding ourselves with other believers and spending time in prayer is just so, so important. Mm. God, God is the only one who can change our hearts. Just like, you know, it wasn't Peter, it was God yeah, who changed it, Simon's heart. That's exactly it. It was not Peter that changed Simon's heart. You know, Peter simply called him out on his misguided nature and then encouraged him to seek God for that change. So God wants to change our heart. Growth tip time. Growth tip time. All right, it is growth tip time, a time when we share a tip or trick that we think will help you and us to grow in a relationship with Jesus. All right, do five minutes of nothing each day this week. Wow, you first of all jumped right into that. And John, that sounds terrifying. I don't like the idea. Well, and by (laughs) doing nothing, I, I mean, just be still, sit in a room or on a bench and don't specifically pray or journal or go in with a thought. Just sit there and enjoy the time with God. Okay, so like no phone calls, no text messages, no reading. Nope, none of it. Just (sighs) be still and open to whatever comes up. Okay, scary. Yep. But Mm -hmm. I guess that's why we call them growth tips and not easy tips. Exactly. (laughs) You know, it is meant to stretch you and help you grow. So, you know, I'd I'd like to know how it goes for you. We both would. Yes. So you can find us on Instagram at Bible Story Pod. And you can share the experience of mm-hmm. doing nothing with us. Do, doing nothing. <laughs> okay. Have a wonderful day, guys. Thank you so much for listening or viewing this episode. <laughs> Enjoy the season. Enjoy your five minutes each day. Yeah. And remember, there's nothing more important than our growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Take care. Imagine not being able to speak for almost a year. Nope, I don't imagine that. I wouldn't be able to sing in the car or in the shower. No more podcast hosting for me? Nope, that'd be sad. Okay, coming up on the Bible Story Podcast, we learn the importance of being ready to follow wholeheartedly. 